Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Blue Lady! Blue Lady! Blue Lady! 180! All right, so position previews continue. Today we are going with the offensive skill guys. What's going on, Ryan? Nothing much, but let me tell you about something our friends from Bet Online. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be on in on the action at Bet Online. You know, I placed a bet at Bet Online last week about the Rams. You know, my Rams, uh, they sadly disappointed me against the 49ers, lost some money, but it was still fun gambling. But from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well, it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Right, those Rams keep letting you down, man. Dude, they're a bunch of frauds. All they've beaten is the NFC East. They lost the Bills and lost the 49ers. You know, I'm I'm very not on them as much as I should be. But, you know, still got 10 games to go. But, you know, not as good as I would like them to be. Shoosh. Well, you know who's not going to let you down this year? Who? The Shiano Man. Sing us a song, you're the Shiano Man. And we got, we're going to, we're talking about um, the receivers, tight ends, and running backs today. Um, Coach Shiano, he sent a very clear message with his opening depth chart. Um, he's going to play these transfers, and he's not going to be like, hey, you got to earn your stripes in a Rutgers uniform before I play you. He's saying, hey, I don't care what you guys did. I'm, Unless you put good stuff on tape, I'm going to play my guys. And I think he sent a really strong message with the guys at the top of the depth chart, um, you know, earlier this week. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, You know, I'm not really a guy that, you know, likes to bash people when they're down. But it really just shows how Kyle Flood and Chris Ash have not really recruited the way that Chiano did by the time he ended his first stint at Rutgers. Um, So if we look at the tight end position, Giovanni Haskins is the starter transferring West Virginia. Uh, Noah Vedral, who we talked about in our previous episode, looks like he's going to be the starter. And, you know, we got Aaron Cruikshank. Whoa, 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 whoa. Positive show, positive show, positive show. Kyle Flood, Chris Ash, you know, I, I not as good a job as we would have liked, but, you know, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I mean, I, with all due respect, with all due respect, with all due respect, it was just the reality of the situation right now. Okay, okay. Uh, but but Vedral w- was not listed as a starter. It was... Art Chitkowski or Noah Vedral. So so um, it's it could be either one of those guys. It could be either one of those guys. You know, I know I probably said Noah Vedral just because, you know, I was going for the transfer theme. But, you know, that's still an open quarterback composition. Then, you know, one of the starting receivers, Aaron Crookshank, who transferred from Wisconsin, Brooklyn native, returned to kickoff return for a touchdown in the Rose Bowl this past year, really explosive player. So we definitely have better guys than we did the last couple years. So it just is a testament to, number one, Shiano getting transfers using the transfer portal. And number two, saying, you know, he doesn't care, you know, last year was last year and this year is a whole new year. So it just shows, you know, who's ever going to really be the best the best player is going to play. Yeah, and let's talk about those wide receivers and let's start with uh, Aaron Cruikshank, um, very dynamic player, probably Rutgers' most dynamic player that they've had since Janarian Grant. Janarian Grant, very explosive, actually has the college football 
all-time record for most special teams touchdowns off either punts or kick returns. So he was that explosive and that special of a player. So the comparison to him is saying a lot. Um, Kirkshank, uh, a Brooklyn native of Erasmus Hall. Erasmus Hall is known for sending um, big-time college football players to big-time schools. Um, Kirkshank is just next in line as one of those guys. Curtis Samuel, uh, standout at Ohio State. He went to Erasmus Hall. Uh, a good friend of mine, Wayne, Wayne Lights Out Morgan, he went to Erasmus Hall. He was a four-star recruit out of there and had a great career at Syracuse, had a cup of coffee with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Caught up with him early, earlier today. He had some great things to say about uh, Crookshank, and he thinks he's a game-changer for Rutgers, and I think he is too. I mean, you look at his speed. I mean, this kid is more than a gadget player. Um, I know that you know, you look at his tape and it's a lot of end arounds and it's a lot of kick returns and stuff, but Wisconsin recruits at a higher level than Rutgers does right now. So, you know, he probably just didn't have the same opportunities that he's going to have at Rutgers. And he is going to make Bo Melton and Shameen Jones so much better because when you have a, a speed guy like that, even when you're not throwing to him, the routes that he runs and that fear of him beating you over the top, it's so big for things such as clear-out routes that open up things underneath for the rest of our receivers. Yeah, you know, that could also help, you know, the quarterbacks, you know. Part of being a wide receiver, wide receiver stats in general are a little misleading sometimes when you aren't necessarily a throwing offense. You know, the quarterback necessarily isn't that great. So, you know, when you look at the Rutgers wide receivers, another guy to keep your eye out on is Bo Melton. Uh, he was the re leading receiver from Rutgers last year. He had 30 receptions for 430 yards. Not a great quarterback situation, obviously, you know. Not a great offense in general with with Rutgers. But, you know, I looked for him to have a breakout senior season. He was a four-star recruit. Lots and lots and lots of talent. Um, with the addition of Crookshank, you know, hopefully he can get some easier looks. You know, this all comes down to also Sean Gleason, too, trying to get the, the best players the ball in space and, you know, seeing what he's going to do with them. Um, you know, he's a very innovative offensive mind, and we just got to see who the playmakers are going to be and how he gets the ball to them. Right, and you're going to want to be at least four to five receivers deep, um, depending on the year, depending on the situation. Guys go, guys get hurt, guys get tired all the time. Well, we don't want them to get hurt, obviously, but, you know, that's kind of the reality of the situation. And with this COVID, like we talked about with the quarterbacks, you know, you're going to need to be five, six, maybe six receivers deep. Um, and I do think that, you know, although it wasn't successful um, last year, not a successful season, and the receivers struggled, and, you know, offensive line quarterback, that definitely plays a role as well. Um, but it's good to have a lot of guys who have experience because I don't think that there is a substitute for experience. And with receiver, you know, seeing the coverages and knowing the plays – and that's a big, big part and just being comfortable out there. So Paul Woods, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Washington, uh, Christian Dremel, three other guys to go along with Shameen Jones, who was the third starter uh, besides Bo Melton and Aaron uh, Crookshank. It's good to have a lot of guys um, who are who at least have some experience and hopefully can uh, take their game to the next level. And then we have some freshmen that, you know, I don't think that there's going to be too many freshmen playing this year um, just because of the situation. But if those six guys can do their job, I think we're going to have some good depth there. And um, yeah, so 
point, I couldn't agree with you more to have depth at the wide receiver position. Obviously, the circumstances, you're going to have players out from week to week, and you're going to need a lot of guys to step up in different situations. So at the end of the day, it also comes down to the relationships that they have with the quarterback. I know that we you know, talked about this in the last episode, but like, you know, whatever whatever quarterback the receivers are most comfortable with, that's the guy who's going to play, right? It's about building those relationships, and hopefully either Art or Noah Vedral are going to develop relationships with all these guys. I think we're going to have a more successful offense, and then obviously Sean Gleason is going to put us in great positions to succeed. So I like this group. I think there's a lot of talent there. Um, we obviously have to see what happens, and I think the more experienced guys that we can get on the field is going to be better. Right, and I have a hard time believing that Art Art Sitkowski is not going to at least start the season as the starter because of because of his rapport with these guys. And you know, as good as Noah Vedral could be, Art is our guy. He he has the most experience. He has um, the most camaraderie with these guys at the moment. Um, and yeah, I I think Art's going to do a great job for these receivers, and the receivers have to do a great job for Art. Um, now, one guy who I think is a sleeper in the receiver uh, in the receiving core is Christian Dremel. Uh, Christian Dremel is a guy at a Don Bosco prep. Uh, have seen a lot of tape of him um, from his work with former wide receiver assistant coach uh, Drew Lieberman. Drew Lieberman is one of the best wide receiver coaches in America. He works with Mohamed Sanu, um, Carlton Agadosi, a lot of receivers. With the Broncos, he's worked with Odell, um, Odell Beckham Jr., that is. Um, he's he's worked with all these top receivers, and he is a great receiving coach. And you watch some of the videos that he has up there, and Christian Dremel's working with Mohamed Sanu, and Sanu is praising this kid and his footwork. Um, he played in four games last year. Um, he's just a guy who, who has great feet, is going to catch the ball, and has been really well coached. So I think if he gets an opportunity – um, he could be awesome for Rutgers this season. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's definitely a good sleeper. I think that this is a good group. You know, I know I just said that, but, you know, I honestly believe that if there is good rapport with the quarterback, if there is good, if it, if it meshes with what Sean Gleason wants to do, calling plays, I think this could be a good group. It just all comes down to the relationship they have with the quarterback. And honestly, I hope it's a good one, and I think that, you know, Art or Noah Vedral will be good options, and, you know, I'm excited to see these guys play. Right. Let's move on to running backs. Um, Isaiah Pacheco is back, and he is explosive, man. He is awesome, Um, but he can't do it alone. So there are some guys who have um, limited experience um, as well in Aaron Young and Kron Adams who can certainly help him out. Uh, Parker Day is more of a special teams guy, um, but who knows uh, with the COVID if he gets an opportunity to get some carries. Um, but Pacheco is he's one of the better backs we've seen here. Oh, yeah. I mean, with, you know, obviously with the departure of Raheem Blackshear, who, you know, transferred Virginia Tech, I think there's going to be more opportunities for Isaiah Pacheco to honestly shine in this offense. You know, Sean Gleason is very you know, he's very creative, really good play calling. But, you know, a bunch of running backs are going to play, right? He's going to get the bet. Rashawn Gleason is going to put the best playmakers on the field, right? Either if that's a couple, if that's Jay Pacheco and a couple wide receivers or multiple running back sets, the best playmaker is going to play. But it all comes down to Isaiah Pacheco. That guy, you know, he had a huge 50-yard run as a true freshman against Michigan. I remember watching that game. The dude is skilled. He is talented. 
Um, he had set over 700 yards and seven touchdowns last year on a really bad Rutgers offense. So, you know, when he can't throw, it's really hard for running backs to thrive. And, you know, he still had over 700 yards. And I honestly think that he is extremely talented. He's one of the better guys overall talent-wise that we've had come through New Brunswick in a while. So I honestly can't wait to see him play. I think he's going to have a great season. I think that Sean Gleason is going to put him in a great position to succeed. And, you know, I'm just excited to see him play because he's he's that talented. Right. And uh, staying on the topic of Pacheco, only 15 receptions in two seasons at Rutgers. And this is a position that is being asked to play a lot of receivers to motion out of the backfield, to catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, As good as he is, I think, in this offense, um, we're going to see how he's been working on his receiving ability because to get the most out of the scheme, I think he's going to have to catch the ball a lot out of the backfield. I completely agree. As you see, football has become much more you know, involved in the short game. Sean Gleason is definitely one of those guys that likes to involve those short, quick game passes. And if our offensive line isn't that good, we're going to need to get players in space, and there's no better way to get them in space than quick little dump passes. You know, Gives the quarterback confidence, give, gives the running back a little bit more space to work with. They don't have to just barrel through the line every single play. So I'm honestly excited to see what he can do. I think he's going to be asked to, you know, pass protect, obviously, but then catch the ball a little bit more. So I'm excited to see him play. And, you know, that where comes Karon Adams and Aaron Young. They're probably good. They're good pass catchers, too. So everybody's going to be involved in the passing game a lot. I expect a lot of little screens, little dump passes, you know, because we got guys that can take it all the way to the house. Right. And let's stay on the topic of uh, sleepers within each position. Um, for me, it's Kyle Manungai out of Don Bosco Prep, who I think is, I, th- I think he's underhyped, um, playing in the same backfield in high school as a major, uh, a nationally, re- uh, a nationally major recruit in Jalen Berger, who went to Wisconsin. Um, Kyle is awesome. Um, you watch his tape, he's explosive, he's got great change of direction, and he knows what it looks like. He's the younger brother of, former Villanova standout Kevin Manungai and Seton Hall Prep standout. Um, Kevin went on to play for the Eagles and the Vikings, um, played two years, and was an assistant coach with the New York Giants last year under Pat Shermer. So Kyle has seen what it looks like at the college level, and he's seen what it looks like at the NFL level. And this is a very smart kid, um, a very knowledgeable kid, that, you know, Coach Chiano didn't offer his brother. And, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a little bit of a, a chip on his shoulder. And I'm sure when he, Coach Chiano saw his tape, he remembered that he didn't offer his brother, who went on to be a great all conference player at Villanova and an NFL running back. I mean, I, you just sent me his highlight tape, you know, right before the show I watched it. The dude can ball. He is one of those guys, he's quicker than fast, but, you know, just because you're not as fast as other people, that doesn't necessarily make, make you, you know, a bad running back. He is extremely decisive, is really quick, makes really good reads, really good cuts. He's exciting. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's, he can do basically everything that is asked a running back to do. I really like him. I think he could be a sleeper. Obviously, there's other guys in front of him, but the best players are going to play. So if he shows out in camp and, you know, he definitely has the pedigree by having an NFL brother. So he, the talent is all there. So I really like him. You know, I know I've only watched one YouTube video about him, but he he is exciting. And, you know, the more playmakers Rutgers gets, the better because we need him in the Big Ten. 
Now let's move on to the tight end position. One of the positions that Coach Chiano really sent a message um, by playing Giovanni Haskins in that spot, transfer out of West, out of West Virginia, uh, 6'5", 251, big body, limited experience at West Virginia, um, you know, probably, you know, has a little bit better tape than the returners and has probably a little bit more of a better reputation being that Rutgers was not successful last year, West Virginia, a more successful program. Um, but he's a Jersey guy coming home. I'm excited for him. And you know what? We're going to need two to three tight ends. So I don't think that, you know, just because he's the starter that we're not going to see a guy like, like Matt Alamo or is it Alamo or Alamo? That's like a, that's a tough sentence. That's a tough sentence to pronounce. Matt Alamo who played, who played in 12 games last year, 10 starts. And it's really hard. It's really hard to be successful in a tight end, uh, in the tight end spot. Um, number one, when you're on a team that's not as good as you would like, like Rutgers was last year. Um, but then depending on what offense you, you run, we had a guy, my freshman year at Syracuse named Beckett Wales, who what, the year before in a tight end featured offense under uh, Nathaniel Hackett was a guy for the, a candidate for the Mackey award, which is the, you know, the best tight end in college football. And the next year he was barely on the field because we just didn't run a lot of tight end sets. So the tight end position can be very, very deceiving uh, when it comes to production. And we're going to find out how good these guys are. Well, you know what the what the quarterback's best friend is? A good tight end. So I honestly think one thing that's going to help us is if we have a guy that can be a reliable pass catcher over the middle, basically a security blanket for our, our quarterbacks. Um, Giovanni Haskins seems like he has all the talent in the world to be like that. He definitely has the pedigree. He definitely has game experience. I think that being in a new situation is good for him. Um, so the tight end is a really important position. I'm not really sure what Sean Gleason is going to do with all those guys, but it's definitely got to have tight ends of the offense, you know, to just, you know, keep the defense off balance. And, you know, they're usually, and for extra blocking too, right? 6'5", 250, that's basically like an extra offensive lineman that can catch a pass. So we'll see what happens. I think that they'll be used in the best position possible, but, you know, to help Art or No Vedral, whoever gets a starting QB job, a good tight end is necessary, and, you know, hopefully Giovanni Haskins can be that guy. He definitely has the talent, so we'll see what happens on game day. You know, there's so many unknowns in this season with the Rutgers offense because a new coach, new coordinator, there's new there's new guys everywhere. So it's going to be look like a completely different offense, which is both good and bad, but, you know, due to the COVID-shortened season, it might be not as bad as, you know, as we thought it could have been if the season, if COVID didn't happen, but, you know, I definitely love what we're seeing with these guys, but you know, we'll see what happens. Well, to your point with, well, to your point with using him as like an extra offensive lineman, you got to think that with his size, six five, two fifty one, that's got to be one of the things that the coaching staff likes about him, especially with, um, let's face it, uncertainty up front. We don't know who's going to be up front. And we don't know how good they're going to be. We struggled up front because the Big Ten is just, that's what it is. A line of scrimmage league. And that's what football really is. It's ground and pound, man. It's ground and pound. And you know, the Big Ten is a very tough conference. You need those big bodies to wear to wear the defense out. And you know, 
we're we're gonna have to play physical football. I mean, obviously sometimes we're gonna have to mix it up, probably have those dump screen passes, you know, as offenses go more into the spread game. But at the end of the day, you gotta impose your will. And having those big bodies out there is a really key part of it. So having another big guy out there can really impose our will, I think is great for Rutgers. And we just gotta see what Sean Gleason brings. And I have all the confidence in the world he's gonna do the right things for our personnel groups. Now let's go into um, the sleeper for the tight end group. Uh, my, it's for me, it's Jonathan Lewis, former big time quarterback recruit. Played, yeah, he played four games at tight end in 2018, um, and was lost um, was lost to to an Achilles injury last year. Um, Jay Lou, man, he's he's a big time player, man. He's a competitor. He was once seen as the quarterback of the future for this program, and it's it's for a reason. And it's because, you know, his attitude, the kind of player he is. And, you know, although he's not playing quarterback anymore, like there's something to be said about a former quarterback playing any position. Yeah, definitely great athlete, great kid, great attitude. You know, switching positions is extremely hard after playing one for your entire life. So you got to give credit to that kid for switching positions, you know, trying a whole new role. So I, he has all the talent in the world. He's extremely athletic. I think that he's motivated by by this. I think he's motivated by this situation. You know, I think he's looking to get better, looking to get playing time. So, really big body, good kid, good work ethic. I hope all the best. I hope the best happens to him. He's a really good kid. He's a great player, really talented, coming out of St. Peter's Prep. So, I hope, man, I hope that he he can get on the field somewhere, some some way, somehow. Well, Ryan, you got to feel good about the upgrade in depth about this team compared to last season. Of course, you know, the, a lot of new guys, a lot of new faces coming in, a lot of new transfers. So they definitely did basically overhaul this roster just as a testament to Shiano bringing in guys that he thinks we can contribute right away, which I love. I know that, you know, Rome wasn't built in the day. Rutgers football certainly won't be built in the day. But at the end of the day, it's all about new players coming in that are Big Ten, that can be successful Big Ten players. And I think Shiano is on his way to doing that. And that starts with, I know it starts, it starts here, but it also starts next year. It, it starts, you know, in the off season and everything like that. So as long as we get a good foundation, I think we'll be good for years to come. I feel a lot better about this offense than I did a year ago. Um, I think we're going to move the ball, maybe not as consistently as we would like to beat the teams that we want to beat like Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan. But I think this will give us an opportunity to, number one, give our defense a rest because we're going to be playing more offense and to score more points ultimately, ultimately, which is the ultimate goal. And will it be enough? We will see. But I think it's going to be more than a year ago. Completely agree. You know, the best the best offense is good defense and the best defense is good offense. So if we can get more balance between both sides, it's going to help us in the long haul, which will result in potentially closer games and wins down the road. So looking at the offense, there's definitely more playmakers. There's going to be definitely more diversity in play calls with Sean Gleason. So it looks better on paper. I just hope that we can perform. And, you know, I have confidence that we will. We just got to see what happens on game day. That's going to be it for this episode of previewing receivers, tight ends, and running backs. We will be back to preview the rest of the squad um, appreciate you guys. Don't forget to comment, subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, you made it to the end, or I'm just talking to myself and Ryan. You stay classy, Piscataway. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.